marriage is a blessing. To not be married is the one that's not a blessing. <laughs> you, you get it? Because many people think that not to be married is like, you know, the eat thing. No. It is to be married that is a blessing. Everything other than that is no blessing. What is a blessing? <laughs> Praise the Lord. What is a blessing? It's because we don't know what a blessing is. That's why we don't understand why marriage is a blessing. Praise the Lord. It's a blessing. Amen. Praise God. Uh, okay, well, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there later. We'll get there later. Well, um, we finished our wealth convocation yesterday. I mean, last week. Um, and I got a new series of teachings that I want to lay forth for you guys. I think I've taught on this before, but not in this way. Let's talk about the anointing of the Spirit of God. Say it with me. The anointing of the I want us to look into this subject with practicality in view. Uh, how once we've understood this thing called anointing, how we can then translate that into a workable, operational principle in our lives. Because I realize that most believers, most Christians, have no clue on the benefits, the advantages that this thing called anointing can achieve and accomplish in their lives. Let's read Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. You know that by now, right? Let's read that. And God said, let us make Let's read that again. And God said, let us make man our image according to our likeness. So man, man, me and you are creations of God. Right? You all agree? We are creations of God. Me and you. So God said, let us make man in our 
and after our our likeness right and then he says something let them have dominion yeah over the fish of the sea. Yeah. Over the birds of the air. Yeah. And over the cattle. Over all the earth. So, we agree that we are God's specimen, right? We are God's creation. We all agree. Right? We all agree that we are made in God's image. Right? That's why all humans look the same, even though they don't look the same. Right? We are talking about the features. You, we, we, we don't have, I don't see anybody here with 14 fingers, right? Or with three sets of legs. We all have two sets of legs, two sets of fingers, two pairs of eyes, a pair, I mean, one pair of eyes, one pair of ears, a nose, a mouth, right? We're all the same. So that validates what the scripture says, that we are made in the image of God. That means God has two eyes, God has a mouth, God has ears, God has 10 fingers. You can be guaranteed, right? By just looking at yourself, that God has these features. Correct? Amen. So he is made in the image of God. Read that second part again. <laughs> Let, them have dominion. Oh. Let them have dominion. Question is, if me and you are made in the image of God, where's your dominion that was given. Where's your dominion that was given? Because God said he gave that man dominion over everything in creation. Read, read um, Psalm 8, please. Where he begins saying, what is man? When he begins saying, Psalm chapter 8, where he says, What is man? Yeah, read there, please. What, what is man that you are mindful of him? Man. What? what? Not man, not beast. What? Man. Man. Right? What classifies a man is what? What makes a man a man? A human being. What makes a human being a human being? Do you have an idea? <laughs> what makes you a human being? Because is that, is that one that God is mindful of? Right? Is that one that God is mindful of? It's strange, right? God is mindful of man. Man is mindful of Badimu. <laughs> it's strange, huh? That God is mindful of man, but man is mindful of... Isn't that strange? Nevertheless, what is mindful of... What is a man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? 
For you have made him a little lower than yourself. You have made him a little lower than yourself. In, 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 in the structures of the beings of God, the second after God in class is man. Not angel, man. So the man who is alive is far better, far greater, far more capable than the man who is dead. <laughs> the man who is alive is more useful than the man who is of, of what use? Of, of what use? Ronaba Tobasetu. Of, of what use are the dead to us? They have no use. The only useful people are those whom we have, are those who are still alive. And, that, and that's why God says he is mindful of them. Of? Yeah? And you have made him a little lower than yourself. And you have crowned him with? Mm, and honor. Mm. You have made him, you have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. So as far as God is concerned, man is his regent. As far as God is concerned, man is his regent. Man has been given, delegated to by God to have authority and dominion over the works of God's hands. Are you afraid of a rat? <laughs> yeah? I smell in the same cage. Will you be afraid? Some of you are afraid of dogs, right? So why is that? The fear of creatures and animals is put in you. And you don't see that fear in them of you. So it seems like it's the animals and other things have dominion over the man who was made in God's image. Why? Why is it vice versa? The thing you should have power over, dominion over, influence over, has influence over you. Now don't look at me like you are some Rambo. You know Rambo? You know Rambo? You're a little scared mouse. Right? Why? Why is the experience of man contrasted to the reality that God has set for him? Why? You, you have made him to have dominion over all the works of your hands. That, that means there, 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 there's only God and his word who should have dominion over you. Every other thing by right, by divine right, should be under your dominion. 
Why is that the case? You have the image and the likeness, but you lack the dominion. That cannot make you God's man. Because what makes a man or woman a man or woman of God, I'm not talking ministerially, right? I'm talking about life, is dominion. So what separates men, what separates men is not likeness, is not image, is dominion. So the distinction among the human race, the, the layers of structure, the hierarchies of power among the human race is distinguished not in image, but in dominion. So the absence of dominion in our lives, the absence of lordship, of rulership in our lives, disqualifies us from functioning and operating the way God would want us to. So that means something is wrong, right? Something is wrong. Because I cannot be made in the image of God and not have dominion. I cannot and why? Because the one who made you, created you in his image, instilled dominion with your creation. So, what that dominion is, has strong relations to this thing called anointing. This thing called anointing. So once we can understand what it is, why it is, right? Why, what it is and why it is, then we can begin to address the issue of the lack of dominion in our lives. Continue reading the scripture and then I want us to go somewhere. Uh, in, in Genesis. Yeah? Yeah. And, and God said, let him have dominion. Yeah? 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 So God created man in his own image. Yeah? In the image of God, he created him. Male and female. Yeah. Then God blessed them. Mm. Then, then God what? Blessed them. And God what? Blessed them. Yeah. And God said to them. And God? Said to them. No, no, no. And God? Blessed them. And? Said to them. Oh, he did what? Blessed And? Said. So, whatever the blessing is, is transferred through what? Speech. Because God blessed and said. Right? What did God say? 
Fill the earth and the earth. Fill the earth and don't be subdued. Don't be subdued. But you subdue. To subdue means to bring into subjection that which is rebellious to you. It says you subdue it. You bring it under your control. So he says, subdue the earth. The earth. The earth. Mm. Now here's a question. Why are you subdued? Subdued by alcohol. He's huh? subdued by it. Subdued by... Subdued by poverty. Subdued by sicknesses and diseases. Subdued by earthly rulers. Subdued by devils. Subdued. Aren't you the one supposed to be doing the subduing? Then why are you subdued? <laughs> yeah? Read. Have dominion, yeah, over creation, basically. So that, that's what God had in his mind. That all man should have. That's why the earth is so big. Right? There's more than enough earth for you to have dominion and subdue over. But we don't see it. Right? Man is subdued by everything, subdued by idols, subdued. We just subdued. Yeah, many things in our lives are controlled, are being controlled, right? We are, we are ourselves being controlled. We, we don't seem to have control over our lives. There must be a reason why, right? Why we can, you know, there are people, they, they cannot seem to lay control over their lives. It seems like every time they try to fix this, this gets messed up. Every time they try to mend this, this breaks. They never seem to have any control whatsoever over what happens in their lives. And this is the story of many lives, many lives around the world. Circumstances, situations, ordeals, they are the ones that are dictators of the activities that are to take place in their lives. And it seems like you never have a say in your life. Talk to me now. Don't look at me like you, you have it all under control. Right? And in the, th in the things that you have a say in, they are very menial to the greater part of your life. <laughs> Where you should have a say in, you don't. Life just decides for you. Huh? Life decides. 
No choice. You are subdued. There are people who drink, right? Even if you can ask them, why do you do this? They can't give you a valid explanation. Now, we just drink. Why do, why do you intoxicate yourself? Yeah, yeah. Why do, why? Ask them why. They are what? Subdued. You ask, why? Right? There may be areas which are different, you know, to each individual, where each and every single one of us is subdued. We just seem to be oppressed. Right? Why is the case? Did not God say subdue? Did not God say have dominion? Mm. We need to find out why, right? Because we are made in the image of God. And everything that is made in his image must subdue and have dominion. So let's find out why. Okay? Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Acts 10, 38. Jesus, Jesus was the only man to ever live that was never subdued. The only man to ever live that was, that, that was not subdued without his own permission. No other man. All other men that came before him and after him, without him, would suffer subjugation. Jesus said, in this world, in this, in this, you will have what? Trials and tribulation. You will face them. It's a guarantee. In, as long as you are in the world, You will face trials. It's a guarantee. You will face tribulations. Then he says, but be of good cheer. Because I have overcome the world. You you, you know what that word means? It means to tame. You know like when you tame a dog. Jesus said he has tamed the world. Jesus, he has tamed the world. Jesus, he has tamed. The, Jesus, he has tamed the world. He has, tamed, he has tamed death. He has tamed the grave. He has tamed sickness. He has tamed the elements. He has tamed the world. Jesus, Jesus. This Jesus that you were singing to now, this one, he has conquered. This one, he has prevailed. And then in verse 38, he said, how God, now now the Bible is letting us into how he got 
to tame the world, how he got to overcome the world. How God, you see, even Jesus is under God. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power mm, who went about doing so that means nothing good in our lives can happen without the thing that God anointed Jesus with. I will repeat. Nothing good can happen, will happen in our lives without the thing which God anointed Jesus with. Because the Bible says after God anointed him, Jesus did good. He did good in people's lives. Because the good was not directed to him. The good was directed to others. So the good in others' lives came as a result of the thing which God had anointed Jesus with. So if you want good, you must come in contact with that thing that the Bible says Jesus was anointed with. Because he says, who went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed, not those who were sick, those who were oppressed, subdued by the devil. So Jesus was given resource by which he could remove the power that had subjugated men. So the thing that causes you to be oppressed by alcohol, sin, sickness, poverty, diseases, he says the thing that was responsible for the breaking of that power was what Jesus was anointed with. So God's solution to the oppression of mankind was the thing that Jesus was anointed with. Did you hear what I said? Yes. God's solution to what you are seeing, because God was seeing how oppressed the man whom he created in his image was by the elements, by the forces, by all these other things. And when he sends Jesus, he, he gives him a resource that would enable him, empower him to unoppress them, to heal them, to read these men and women of the thing that was oppressing them. And the Bible says it was the devil. So everything that oppresses is of everything that subdues is of look at your life now right think 
Right? What's oppressing you? Think. You know, here's why many people are unable to be liberated, be freed by God. Right? It's because they keep things in the dark. See, what is in the dark cannot be healed. God deals in the light. The Bible says they, they hate the light for their work shall be manifested. So they stay out of the light. That's why you can be a Christian all your life and have things in the dark. Pray as you pray. Fast as you fast. Worship as you worship. But as long as those things are not presented before the light, they can all be healed. So some of you, even in your thoughts, you hide. The worst thing that could ever happen to you was to embrace denial. Deni you know, denial is a very, it's a very deadly thing. Because what it does is that it postpones your regrets, your grief, your pain. It postpones it. You see, it defers it to another day. And that's why things continue as they are. But that's not my subject matter here. So these people were oppressed and God sent Jesus. But he didn't just send Jesus. He sent him with something. Jesus, with what, without what God has anointed him, cannot be the Jesus whom you know in the Bible. Something was responsible for what he did. Hallelujah. How God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost. And with power. Mm. And with power. Mm. Who did what? Who went about doing So, so the thing that God was anointed Jesus with does good. So if, if you are one that is prone, you know, to the misfortunes of life, where nothing good ever seems to happen to you, he says, you, you need something because you are under oppression. Because if nothing good is happening to you, that means there is oppression. You are subdued. Can you see that? Can you see that? Can you see that? So if you want good in your life, you must find the thing that made Jesus do good or made God do good through Jesus. And that thing was what God did to him, he, he anointed him. Here, he anointed him. So Jesus was anointed by God with something. Was Jesus a man? Yes. Was Jesus a man? Yes. So God anoints? Man. Hmm. 
to do to heal the oppressed oh now let's let's define the anointing right let's define it okay uh, Isaiah 61 Isaiah 61 Let's read from verse 1. The Spirit. The Spirit. Read it. The Spirit. Yeah, read it again. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit. The what? Yeah, and. Because the Lord has anointed me. So the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. Are you following? Amen. The Spirit is a? Upon. The Spirit is a? Upon. Because. Why is the Spirit upon me? The Lord, the Lord has anointed me. The Spirit is upon because the Lord has anointed me. How God anointed? Jesus. How he? What came first? The spirit or the anointing? How God are? Anointed. So what came first? Anointing or spirit? Or spirit? Which came first? Can there be an anointing without the spirit? So which one came first? Which one? <laughs> The spirit. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. So what defines the anointing? The spirit. Right? So what is, because anointing is, an, okay, let's explain. To be anointed, right, has three meanings. It means to rub. Right? It means to rub. It means to smear. Right? The third one means to paint. So when you look at these walls, they are anointed. Right? Now, anointing is the substance. Alright? Is the substance. These walls are painted with what? Paint. This is paint. Right? And paint must be what? Applied. Painted. So, as long as paint is paint, right? The walls remain the same. So, paint without what? The application is useless. So, you can have paint. But as long as it's not on the walls, it's not fulfilling its objective. Because the objective of paint is to what? Is to what? So, to paint the wall is to be anointed. That's the process. The anointing is the paint. You understand that? So when we say God anointed, that means God painted. 
You understand that? God took Jesus and he took this thing called power. He took this thing called spirit and he painted him. He smeared him with spirit. That's why, that's why not everyone is with this, this kind of anointing. Because this is the anointing to do. Right? So if God wants to do good in your life, right? He won't just come and do good. That's not how it works. If God wants to do good in your life, you know what God will do? You know what God will do? He will have to bring you under an anointing. You, you get that? He will, he will have to bring you under an anointing. Paint. Power. So anointing is synonymous. It cannot be uh, uh, separated from the anointing who is the spirit of God. That's why every time you see spirit, you see anointing. So God empowers, robs, anoints Jesus, dresses Jesus with the Holy Ghost. And he dresses him with power. So power is a substance. Power, last week you were all falling here, right? What was making you fall? It can't be me. Right? Stand up, Mike. No, 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 let, me, let me not use you. Stand up, Chris. Right? Did I do this to you? No. Yeah? Did I do this to you? No. Yeah? No. Oh, this to you. <laughs> yeah? So, what was making you fall? For the most part, I was touching you like this. Now, I'm pushing Chris like this. He's not falling. What more this? What is that thing that is responsible? You can sit down. What is the thing that is responsible for such ministrations or activities? It's called anointing. So the greatest, the greatest objective of a Christian is to be what? Under an anointing. Because that is the only safe, guaranteed place where good can begin to happen in your life. Hmm. Let's read. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Yeah? Because the Lord has rubbed me, painted me. Yeah? To preach. Hey! So, the, so what I am doing requires an anointing. He says, the Lord has anointed me to preach. That means, whatever is carrying out this ministry, assisting with this ministry of talking to you, is, is an anointing. Because he says, the, the Lord has anointed me to preach. So, everybody can preach. But 
what makes the difference are those who are to preach. So it's an anointing. So it's not preaching only that you are sitting under. It's not teaching only that you are sitting under. It is an anointing that is carrying out the ministry of teaching or preaching. So the spirit has to come upon a man and anoint him with the ability to preach. So, so, so anointing is anything that enables man to do what God wants to be done at that time. Do you understand that? That means preaching is an anointing. You get that? In the same way, power is an anointing. So if God wants to communicate something to you or to a life, he can take a man and anoint him to do the thing that he wants carried out in your life. So he says, he has anointed me to do what? Number one, to preach the gospel to what? So the gospel that works is the gospel that is anointed. So he says, to preach the gospel to the poor. So in God's mind, poverty is preached out. Read it again. Read it again. To preach, he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. So people who are poor will remain poor until they come under the anointing of what? Preaching. Because in God's mind, only preaching can deliver the poor. And the preaching of the gospel. That's God, right? He, that's God. It's not uh, Oliver Tambo. He's, he's God. God says, God says, poverty must be preached out of you. It must be preached out of you. So, preaching is an anointing. So when you come under a preaching or teaching anointing, what is its primary job? Is the eradication of what? Poverty. In other words, an impoverished spirit, an impoverished soul, an impoverished body, an impoverished account, an impoverished life, an impoverished marriage. And so whatever is, is, whatever denotes poverty in your life, he says preaching and teaching can drive it out. That means if you find that there are areas in your life where you are poor, right? Where you are poor in your soul, poor in your spirit, where you lack, right? Where you lack, where, where there is insufficiency. He says, there is not prayer that's needed. Is, is what? Is not, is not a prayer anointing. Is what? Is what? The preaching or teaching anointing. Why? Why, why does God think? In fact, he's not thinking. Why does God know that? Because he must know something about this preaching thing, this teaching thing that has the capabilities of driving out insufficiency, driving out poverty. Because this is not only referring to uh, monetary poverty. No. 
It's talking about poverty in general. And poverty applies to many areas of our lives, right? And God said the solution to poverty is preaching, is teaching. So in the areas of your life where you are poor, he says, find an anointing that preaches. Find an anointing that teaches and come under it. He says that thing that is poverty in your life will be driven out. So what do you do, Michael? Well, you, you see, nah, this is poverty. He says you need an anointing. You, you, you can't preach, right? Unless, unless that anointing comes on you. Without it, you, you cannot achieve the necessary results that is consistent with that anointing to preach or to teach. Thus, you cannot drive out poverty. So, it is important that you stop seeing preaching as preaching, teaching as teaching, but as an anointing assigned with a mandate. Because as long as you see this as this, nothing will come out of your life. Because what, what, you, will be, you, what you will be thinking is that, ah, he's just talking. Yeah, you know, it was just a nice speech. That's what Jesus says. Why, why do you not, why do you not understand my word? Just because you don't understand my speech. They were hearing speech, but Jesus was speaking logos. So their lives remain unchanged. Why? Because all they were hearing is speech. Ah, it's just a nice speech. It's just a nice speech. Listen. What goes on in church is different from what goes on in a motivational club. <coughs> the, what we are doing has an empowerment. <laughs> you see, the president of a nation can stand and speak and lay out terms, lay out uh, uh, the way forward for his administrative uh, departments, right? And they will all follow suit, right? Why? Is it because it's, it's just Ramaphosa? No. What is carrying the weight of his words is not the name, it's the office. So even if, even if the minister of finance doesn't like him, as long as he is under the title of minister of finance, he's, he will, by, by obligation of the title, be bound to do what that man says. Whether you like him or not. Why? Because it's not that we like each other. No. It's the system under which we are all what? Serving. So if, if I speak as a president, all other parties that are linked to the presidency must follow suit. Why? Because I am the president. You get that? You get that? Now, if God brings you under a minister or a ministry where the anointing for teaching or preaching is evident, whatever is said there, when it is said, whatever is consistent with what is said has to yield results. Whether or not, whether or not the man is liked, it's not that he is liked that makes it work, it's anointing. Now, this is where the dynamics of, of understanding why the anointing to preach and teach does not deliver men. It's not, 
is not that there is something wrong with the man, but the rebellion of the people. You can never receive what you rebel. You can never enjoy what you rebel. <laughs> you understand that? What is to rebel? It's to resist. You know Janus and Jambres. The Bible says they resisted Moses. They resist. Now Moses, Moses was known by all Israel. He was the deliverer of Israel. He, he, they saw when they were crossing the Red Sea. They saw Moses. They didn't see God. They saw Moses with a rod stretch. They saw the sea, the, the Red Sea. Have, have you ever seen the Red Sea? Okay, go Google. Can you go Google in your own time. It is not some small waters. The Red Sea is the sea. <laughs> When Jonas and Jambres crossed over, they saw Moses. They, they saw Moses. When I mean, I mean, when Jonas, I, I mean, when Moses threw down the rod, Aaron threw down the rod. Jonas and Jambres saw Moses. This was the Moses that Israel saw split the Red Sea. They resisted him. Now, if if if, if you are resisting power, you must think you have power. Now, this is why many Christians are so powerless, are so, their lives are so empty, their lives are so, because they, they assume they have power. If you have power, what is your power doing for you? What is your power doing for you? So what is the antecedent of resistance? Is embracing. That means when you have consciousness of the possibilities of what the anointing can achieve in your life, you don't resist, you embrace. Yes. You don't resist. You what? Embrace. Everybody, everyone Jesus has ever done good to and healed and oppressed, they embraced him. They came to him. Most Study the life of Jesus. Most miracles he did, he did not follow them. He don't say, hey, can I come do a miracle? Coco, Coco, do you need a miracle? Coco, Coco, hey, something. Hey, do, do you need healing? I'm, I'm around, I'm Jesus. Yo, yo, Coco. Did he do all that? Yet he was the greatest power in the universe. You, you would think that if God wants to do good in your life, he'll come and knock and say, hello, I'm God. I specialize in doing good. I specialize. Is there anybody oppressed here? Is there anybody that needs deliverance, that needs healing? I, I'm here. I am Jesus. You will think, you will think that if, if, if he's such a God of love, why isn't he coming to me? Are you that special? <laughs> huh? Most miracles, most works of good he did. Did he go to the people? No. They came. Some of them left cities. Some of them left nations to find him. What have you left to find the anointing?
What is it? Because I only know of one place where Jesus went uninvited and that was with the man at the pool of Bethesda. And even there, he, the Bible says there was a rendezvous. There were a multitude of sick folk. Jesus went for one person. Why didn't he heal? If Jesus is such a, a, a Jesus of love and mercy, why then didn't he, he call a wholesale healing meeting? Hey, hey uh, we, suspend, we suspend the shaking of the waters today. Come here to me. Because Jesus never transgresses God's processes. Everybody that was there had to get the healing by the same criteria. He got there, healed one man, and he left all those 100,000, uh, 25,000, thousands of people that were there. Yet he was anointed to heal all men. Yet he didn't heal them. Why? Those who received or benefited from the multiplication of the fish and the loaves, could they have benefited if they were anywhere else during that period? They had to be where? Where the anointing. So the fact that there's poverty, there is lack in our lives, denotes that we lack the understanding of what the anointing for preaching and teaching can do for us. It says, he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He didn't say to the rich. He says to the poor to preach. That means many of your lives misalignments, inconsistencies, he says, can be solved by preaching. Jesus is God. He could, have, he, could have become, he could have become anyone. He could have chosen any profession. He could have come as a politician. He, he could have come as a political figure, as a political king. And that's who the Jews were expecting, a political figure. He, he could have come as anyone. He came as a preacher. He came as a preacher. That must mean in the mind of God, preaching was the best job to cater for all the needs of men. And that's why the first operation of the anointing is not in any other thing except preaching. He's anointed me to preach. Yeah? He has sent me to heal. So the, the primary operation of the anointing and God's primary methodology of, transform, of transforming and changing life is what? What's the first thing that God does in your life when he comes? He what? He what? What's the first identifier of the anointing? You just read it now. What? Is what? That tells you, if there's somebody who calls himself a prophet, 
Somebody calls himself an apostle, an evangelist, a pastor, a teacher, a man of God, a woman of God. The first thing that's going to prove their anointing is what? If they can't teach or preach and they say they are whatever they say they are, they are phony. Because that, that is to say that a man or a woman who, who represents God must preach, teach more than any other thing he does. There's no question about it. Why? 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 That's how anointing is what? And activated. So, Acts chapter 6, quickly. Let's read Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. Let's read Acts chapter 6. Verse 3 and 4. Verse 3 and 4, yeah? Of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit, yeah, and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give to the ministry the of the word. Why is, the, why is that the case? Because the government of God, the government of God's dealings with man is carried out through his word. So, so the, oh, Titus. Let's read Titus quickly. Titus chapter number uh, one. Titus chapter one from uh, verse one into three, please. It says, Paul, a born servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledgement of the truth which accords with godliness, in hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before time began. So he's talking about the, the eternal life which God promised before time began, right? But has in due time manifested his word through preaching. So the, 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 the objective of preaching, and that's why, God, that's why preaching is an anointing, is to transfer his word. So God cannot change your life, cannot do anything in your life without the precedence of his word. Nothing ever materializes, nothing ever changes in the life of a human being without the word of God first being sown, first being presented. He says, as the rain cometh upon the earth and waters the earth and does not return again there, but it causes what? Fruit to bud, the seed to bud forth. He says, so shall my word be, which goeth forth out of my mouth, that it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish whatsoever I have sent it to do and it shall prosper in the thing that I have sent it and all things were made by him the word and nothing was made that was made without the word so the construction of our lives is as a consequence of the manifestation of the word of God so the duty of the anointing 
in, in coming to do good in your life must first manifest the word. That's why in Genesis chapter 1, the spirit brooded until God spoke. He could not act until God said. Why? Because God's word must be manifested on the scene before spirit can operate, before anointing can operate. So the first anointing really that is important is the preaching anointing because that anointing allows the word of God to do what? Allows the word of God to set the path. Like what the Bible says about, about John, that he was he was sent to declare or to make a way for the Lord. And that's what the anointing for preaching does. It clears the path for the spirit of God to do what he wants to do. Except the spirit has the word preceding him. The spirit cannot do much. So that's where it begins with preaching. It begins with teaching. So that means if you are suffering poverty in any area, spiritual, physical, emotional, uh, uh, financial, in every area, he says, bring yourself under a preaching anointing. That means, that means you can take a tape. You can take a tape and saturate in it until that poverty is driven out. Because that, that what you are hearing is transmittance of anointing through the manifestation of the word. So before healing is preaching. That means you can never be healed if you have not heard the word. It says, I sent my word and it healed them of all their diseases. So if you come to God, say, God, I want healing. He says, here's a preaching. You come to God and say, God, I want healing. He says, here's a teaching. God, I need a miracle. Here's a teaching. Because it all starts with the manifestation of the word. Hmm. Let's read. Yeah? Yeah? No, no. Uh, Isaiah? Let's read Isaiah. He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. That means, that means, that means the anointing and the anointed can liberate you. The anointing and the anointed, he says, can liberate you. He says, he has anointed me to proclaim. That's, this is the tenfold operation of the anointing. To proclaim liberty to the captive. To proclaim You can send over there. To 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 proclaim to 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 the subdued to the oppressed right to 
to the subdued, to the oppressed. To the? Who can do that? To proclaim. Do you get that? That means to, to come and tell. There's a beautiful story in the Bible of Peter who came into the house of a man called Aeneas. He was lame for eight years, couldn't walk. Peter came into Aeneas' house and said, Aeneas, Jesus Christ makes you whole. He says, rise, take your bed and walk. No prayer. The man walked. The man Why? He was proclaiming liberty. Proclaiming? Liberty. Proclaiming? Liberty. To the? The subdued, the oppressed. You know you can be subdued and you don't know. You, you can be oppressed and you are not aware. Do you know that? Yeah? A rabbit, subdued, is incapable of displaying its potential. A rabbit can run where? A rabbit can? But a rabbit that is captured, that is subdued, that is in captive, cannot, cannot do what? Cannot display? Quickly, quickly, Ephesians chapter 4. Quickly, Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Don't worry. This, this, is, this is the best day of your life. Don't worry. Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4. He led captivity. He led? He led? And what was the result? And he gave... He led captivity captive and he gave to men. So what was the consequence of capturing captivity? Here he's talking about hell. That which has held the world of man captive, Jesus held it captive. That is why personally, I don't know you, but me personally, I will never save anyone except Jesus. Because he's, he's the only one I know that, that has, has, has never been held captive, but he holds all things captive. The thing which holds man captive. Jesus is the strong man which has bound the strong man. That, that's Jesus. That's Jesus. He's the stronger than he. That's Jesus. When he got there, he took every single thing that was his. And he took him also. That's why he says, I am he that was dead. Now I am alive. And I hold the keys of death. And it's Jesus. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So he deals in doing what? Leading the captive. And he gave gifts to men. So if he gave gifts to men, what are those gifts supposed to do? They are supposed to continue what he started. Captivating the captive in the lives of the captive. 
So he says to proclaim what? Imagine you are bound. Ne? Imagine you are bound. You don't have money. You don't have money to go. Bound with sickness, physical sickness. You don't have money for the specialists and stuff. And then they say, you're going to die. Right? And, and the only reason why you're going to die is because you have no money. Right? Because they just say whatever it is can be, you know, treated. But you, you have no money. Say, you're going to die. That means your whole life is imprisoned to that sickness. Your whole life. Imprisoned to that. Everything about you revolves around that sickness. What do you need? He says you need anointing. The anointing to proclaim. The, amount, the, the, the anointing to say you are free and you are free indeed. It's an anointing. You see, the, the anointing to, to, to declare, to proclaim, you are free and you are free. That's why it's important. You can't fake anointing. It's impossible. You can't fake it. There are those who try, but you can't because it is the results that speaks. You see, the evidence of the anointing is in its result. If, if an anointing is to preach, the end goal is, is there must be preaching that delivers, that, that builds. You, you understand that? You understand that? If, if it is anointing that heals, the end result is that the, the one that anointing is directed to heal must heal. If it is the anointing to proclaim liberty, that means the end goal must be what? Liberty. The experience of liberty must be evident. Must be? Question is, do you want to be free? Doesn't matter what it is. Because the anointing never said, captive of certain, no. Captives. You get that? What? What? Captives. You want to be free? Hmm? God's going to free you today of the mess you come from. He's going to free you once and for all. Once and for all. You see, God knows our deepest, greatest desires. You know, you know, you, 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 there are prayers you pray. There are prayers you pray. God, free me. You know, maybe you are suffering of something and you are, you, God, free me. God, God, it's not that God does not hear. He hears. Remember, he sees him. It is the anointing that answers the prayers in your life. It is the anointing. So God will make sure that he brings you in contact. This is what we call times of appointment. In contact with the anointing that is responsible for that liberation. 
Look at look at look at look at the the woman in in Luke, the woman who who has bent over for 18 years. Bent over for 18 years. She had every excuse at Sabbath not to go into the synagogue. Every excuse she had, she was bent over. She was oppressed. For 18 years, that woman, without fail, went into Sabbath. Every church time, play for me, boy. Every church time, she was there. She was bent over. Now, one, one could argue, one, one could argue, why is that for all these years, God, God did not heal her? Didn't God see that she was in pain? Didn't God see that she was in discomfort? Didn't God see that this woman was suffering? She needed help. 18 years! One day, this woman is coming in, bent over, hatchback. She's coming in the synagogue. After 18 years of carrying that thing, she sits and to her surprise, there's a new preacher. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not the rabbi she usually sees preaching because that's why, that, that's why she, was, she was unchanged 18 years. It was the rabbi. But this time a different rabbi has, has come. All of a sudden this rabbi says, woman, Ah, Jesus. He says, woman, come here. Picks her out of the crowd. Woman, you, 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 come here. Come here, come here. And a woman stands out of everybody and she's hunched back. You see, it, it, it matters. It matters where you fellowship. It matters. It, you know, you know, you know, <laughs> let's leave, let's leave that. She says, come here. <laughs> and then Jesus looks at everybody, says, shall not this daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound all these 18 years, not be loosed of her infirmity? She looked at all of them. He looked at all of them. And then everybody kept quiet. <coughs> and then he looked at her and said, Woman, thou art loosed of thy infirmity. And in the, in the eyes of everybody, that woman began, who was hunched, began to stretch her back. And in, in front of everybody, that, that, that goiter, that tumor began to align. And her spine began to align. And for the first time in 18 years, she stood up straight. Why? Because that day she met an anointing and the anointed. She met an anointing. Question is, what, what will you do to meet? At what lengths will you go to find, to encounter an anointing and the anointed? Uh, Isaiah chapter 10. Isaiah chapter 10. Sadregila san shakali zutrahade. Isaiah chapter 10. 
Isaiah chapter 10, verse. The anointing of the Holy Ghost sets the captives free. The anointing of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Lifts heavy burdens. The anointing of the Holy Ghost. Verse 27, it shall come to pass in that day that your burden will be taken away from your shoulder <laughs> and your yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. That, that means only, only the yokes of our lives, only the anointing can destroy the yokes of our lives. Only the anointing of God's Spirit can lift the burdens from our shoulders. You see, some of us carry loads, carry burdens. He says, the solution, child of God, is the anointing. The solution is the anointing. The solution. Men pray and pray and pray and pray. Yet God all around the world has set stations of men whom he has anointed to deal with the thing that they are praying about. Did you know that? That you could save hours and hours of prayer. Just by you locating, anointing. You see, the, the, the pride of man is that, is that in, in the midst of their blindness, they want to see for themselves instead of seeking someone who can see for them. For you to study medicine, how, how many years will it take you? Yeah? Seven. Oh, don't lie to yourself. Seven. Seven is theory. The next seven is residency. <laughs> so you take between nine and ten years for you to qualify as a medical doctor, a, a medical practitioner. Seven to ten. So that means, Mike, if, 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 if there's a sickness in your life and you need medical inf information, medical knowledge, you, you must go to university for seven years. Yeah? Must go to university for seven years. Yeah? To find out how to deal with that thing. Do, do you do that? You don't do that, right? You save your time, right? And you go to... You go to... No, come on, you go to... Why? Because he has done all the work for you. Right? Do, do you go and, 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 and study car engineering, car mechanics, if you have a problem with your car? Yeah? Where do you go? Oh, wow. Wow. You're wise. You're very wise. Right? And it seems like there is aid 
for every facet of life, right? Natural life. What about those things that are beyond your control? Let's say you go to a doctor, doctor says, I can't help you. I can't help you with this. Why? Because when it comes to the human body, man is limited. Because that body was not created by him. You, you need to find a manufacturer. Someone who specializes in that product. The, the, the problem with many of you, and especially with your lives, is that metaphorically, whenever there's a mess, whenever there's an issue, liamakuleng. <laughs> Why? Because, because the manufacturer is too expensive to fix that thing. So you rather replace the real thing with a supplementary fake part. Maybe after six months. Because they're in the spirit. No, they can do the job, but they can't do it permanent. No, they can. Three months, four months. After four months, they are to what happened. Fix a screen or fix a speaker. How to come Everything is working. Wow. Wow. Bona, bona, bona. This is my things, Baba. Two weeks. Two weeks down the line. Two weeks down the line. Screen sack Thomas Apanya Apanya Bano. Speaker of Sauka Halapila Bano. And how are you my friend? My friend who move in. Why do you like temporary fixes? Why? Why do you like temporary fixes? Why? And that's why our lives get messed up. There's an anointing or there's a place where your situation can be fixed permanently. That, that means from that time, it is fixed. It is fixed forever. Do you think that that woman went back to Why? Because when that power comes, it doesn't come to leave. It comes to sustain the thing which it came to accomplish. That means if a man is healed by the anointing, as long as that anointing remains in him, the healing will remain. Nah, stand there. God's going to free you. Alright? Don't worry about all of them here. It's your day. It's your day. Just look at me. 
Father, you said when a thief is found out, he must repay seven times. And the thief in this young girl's life has been found out and he must repay seven times all that was lost. You have been found. You have been found. You will no longer hide anymore. You have been found. You have been found. Come out of her! <laughs> Don't worry, it's done. We don't negotiate with oppressors. We don't. So whatever devil has been oppressing our life, today was the last day. Today was our last day. The last day. Hello. How are you? Hmm? Stand up. No, no, stand up. And talk to devils. <laughs> I know what all of you are expecting. Why am I pull me? Yeah? Why am I pull me? No, when when devils reply to you like that. They imply that you are suggesting to them. You see that? They imply that you are suggesting to them. The hindrance in your life, Nana, is gone. It's gone. It's gone. You see, we're going to bless Mike and, and Nomsa now. And I want this to be a lesson for all of you now. Many times, maybe I should read you a scripture. Let me read you a scripture. And then I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray for you, all right? I wasn't praying for you then, I was dealing with some things. Here's a question, here's a question you must ask yourself, right? Now, right? What brought out what was hidden? Me is what? Is, is what? Me? 
there, in many of you, there are these things that are hidden. When, when you allow yourself for these things to go, God will meet, the anointing will meet you. See, the anointing is like the Holy Ghost. It's, it's like its owner, it's like its possessor. It does not force, no. He waits. He waits for moments in your life when you are yielded. How many of you may ask, you know I come to church and the pastor is not praying for me. It's because are, you're in your life you're not yielded. And as long, you see, God does not waste. Why, why would you want to waste or put anointing on something that you know will repel? No, rather wait until the thing is ready. You get that? Well, that's how, that's how, that's how I've, I've been taught in the spirit. Don't waste. Right? Don't waste. Some you can see that there's a devil, there's a devil, but the person is entertaining. So no, let's, let's leave it. The reason why I, I called this girl was because God showed me in the visions of God that she has been asking for God to free her. Because she, she had acknowledged the things that have been oppressing her life. So God said, free her. God said what? Free <laughs> Hallelujah. Yep. No, when I relax. Easy to Zagabo, Zagabo, Mama, Colizin. Is a clue, Pio, so. Mezo clue. Isn't the Zagabo, Mama? I need to know my long after no goof. Ooh, now eighty, ninety, Maragafunuf. Eighty, ninety years old, Mara Ususa Salilin, Arafunuf. Eh? Ue, Nalo. She has prolonged her life by using the life force of her, her children and children's children's uh, lives. That's why bonke. Only, there are only a select few that are like in their lives prospering. The rest, And there that means for her, her Cape Town won't And Kabang, how many years she's been here? Today. Today, those things. 
Yeah? Today, today her help comes. Yeah? Day in, day out, she comes to church, sits there. Day in, day out, comes here, sits there. Today, after so many years she's been here. Why, why wasn't her help given the first time she came here? So how God works, man. how God works because when you come in here you come in here with all that pride what God does is that he breaks you down and when you have come to the point of breaking that God says okay to Anamos let me show you what I can do with your life let me show you who's God man many of us don't have the patience to allow the spirit of God to work in our lives to deal with those areas in our lives that are so deep so hidden from the surface and nothing is hid with whom we have to deal and give account to fast two minutes <laughs> I wasn't lying to you, Akel Bozori. He's full of Halloween. You know where I got that title, right? You heard me the first time I said it to you, right? Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> You see, when I was born, my life should have been ended. When I was born. There were so many complications around my birth. So many parties that did not want this birth. I'm telling you a true life story. I'm not trying to you know, I'm telling you a true life story. I, I should not have been alive. And that's why one of the things God said to me when he called me, when he gave me this special ministry, this anointing, he says, as to as many as you give it to, he says, they will be free. Because there's a story to the anointing. There's a story. You, you don't just wake up and you start doing things like this. No. No, there's a story. I did not buy it. You, you understand that? This thing we did not buy. <clears throat> It was given by the ordination of God. To, to liberate you, to, to free you. To do good in your lives. But it's like the devil, the, the devil has whispered lies and implanted strongholds to hinder you from truly, truly, truly being a benefactor of the anointing. 
I can't blame you. You are bewitched. You are bewitched. And I hope, because that's not my duty. It was not Jesus' responsibility to make men believe in him. No, it was their responsibility to believe in him based on the work, the proof, the track record. And now I, 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 I want to read you this before we, we, we move into Mike's ceremony now and before I bless this child. But I want to read you this thing. And this is the reason why things in our lives do not carry out or take place or the outcomes of our lives are not as consistent as they should be. Number one, I just said it to you, our lack of understanding, the anointing and appreciating when we discover it. And secondly is this one. Verse number 22 of Exodus chapter 20. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we have freed your daughter from every work of the devil, every enchantment. Wow, I release her destiny. Oh God, let the paths be cleared and grant her that by the grace of God, she may, oh God, not only recover what has been lost, but in the name of Jesus, let there be a restoration of the time. I pray, oh God, that the anointing for speed may navigate her path in Jesus' mighty name and the glory of God's spirit may bring our Father into the destiny for which you have made her and created her that had been stalled, that has been delayed by, oh God, the wicked forces of God. But Lord, you said that all things work together for the good of them who love you and those who are called by your name. And Father, she is called by your name. And I put your name in her right now in Jesus' mighty name and the blessing of the living God clear out every curse, every stagnation, every work of iniquity iniquity in her life my God by the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rewrite the story of her life and unleash her into the next chapter of her life father I thank you that even the angels of God are clearing the path removing the dry leaves old leaves father in her stead and father from where she's been God there is a budding forth of new leaves yes oh God even a new tree for God the things which have not been planted by the father they are being uprooted right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth Father in the name of Jesus you are father to the fatherless begin to father this young girl begin to lead her and guide her begin to go into the areas of her life oh God which have been broken my father in Jesus mighty name and begin to heal begin to mend begin to correct begin to rectify in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ I ask God, transfer this anointing in her life and declare liberty and freedom, my God. In Jesus' mighty name, every demonic tie in her life, oh God, that has come vile and healthy, and yes, oh God, wicked ways in Jesus' mighty name, we cancel out. In Jesus' mighty, mighty, mighty name, and therefore what you thought you would accomplish in this girl's life, today it is faith for the plans and the purposes of God 
begin to prevail and restoration comes into her life right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, yes, there's a whole catatizo, a whole framing, repairing and correction of her nets and God Almighty, I thank you that now the word of the Lord in her life can come to fruition. The word of the Lord planted in her life can now begin to grow in Jesus' mighty name as the darkness is dispelled. Let a deluge of the light of the Spirit of God shine upon her life right now in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I cancel in Jesus' name every dead dream, every wicked dream, every false dream that has been granted her in Jesus' mighty name. And Father, I severe her from, oh God, the witchcraft in a bloodline in Jesus' mighty name right now, Father, the blessings of God cover her, the blessings of God overtake her and begin, oh Lord, to make her a symbol of your grace, a symbol of your love. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Take off these things, all right? All right? Take off those things. Hallelujah. But, but, but you're free. You're free. Your life has changed. Today, today, today was the best day of your life. I was reading him. Then the Lord said to Moses, verse 22, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, You have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. You shall not make anything to be with me. You shall not make anything to be with me. Gods of silver or gods of gold, you shall not make for yourselves. An altar you shall make for me. You don't make gods for you. You make an altar for the Lord. An altar is the only physical thing that God permits that a man has for him. An altar is the only physical thing that God permits. The only earthly thing that God permits to be made for him. I said what? Listen to me today real careful. All right? Real We've left anointing now, right? We've come into matters of consecration and ceremony. <laughs> An altar of earth you shall make for me and you shall sacrifice on it your burnt offerings and your peace offerings, your sheep and your oxen. In other words, your livelihood. You shall if there's one thing that your grandmothers, your grandfathers, your great-grandmothers, your great-grandfathers, yeah, you can remove that for me out of the way, have mastered, have mastered, is the system the technology of altars. Uchabare, go, go, go. 
Koko lokono betadilo isama salt. La baiz anger. Anger. No, that's a hectagaral baiz. Le baiz is in the fella, pila fella. Anger. Lindon sabaiz mar le hotelu tore. Hey, gamola, gamola usaba. Anger. Koko gamola, hey. Right? The strength of the activity. The strength of the activities lie in the understanding of the technology of altars. Now, God is a spirit, right? That means every other spirit, every other spirit would have to follow God's pattern in order for them to operate with men. Listen to me. Listen to me. Altars are the only things that can make anointings fail. Listen to me. I listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Both you two now, you must listen. You must listen because I'm talking to you. You must listen to me. Altars can make the potentials of anointings fail. Because the language of altars is, 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 is not respect to anointing, it's respect to the, the, what makes the anointing work. So God says to Moses, God says to Moses into the tune of Israel, you, you, you shall not make gods of silver for me. I don't want those things. You shall not make some images, some, nah, I don't want those things. But what, what you can make for me, which is for your sake, is, is, is an altar of earth. In other words, a physical erection, right, made of stone. you will make for me. And then he says, you have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. Do you understand that? You have seen, he's talking to Moses. He says, you have seen I have talked to you from heaven. You have seen I have talked to you from heaven. You shall not make anything to be with me. You said you have seen, you have to, I've talked to you. Don't make anything for me. You have seen me talk to you face to face, not via, not via image. Then God says, an altar of earth you shall make for me and you shall sacrifice on it your, 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 not mine, your, your burnt offerings, your peace offerings, your sheep, your oxen. In if, that's why, that's why, but no, tons of Savel, Sandra Sabe Homo or Sabe, right? But Sandre right? And then Sabin's Loyans are all, and then by a shop. How right? The moment Bashab, right? The moment Barbashab. Badimu, the demons, 
that are connected to that family. And the demons that are connected to that family. Right? Not angels. Demons. That's what they are. They are demons. They are demons that seek expression through families, through lives. Haba shaba. Badimuwa. Right? These devils. Bakamo. Libakamo. They enter into an agreement. So the bloodline is crossed over. That means these demons can now operate in that family. These demons can now operate in that family. That's why Ugra sometimes Ukre Onyala Limona Habobona Bobo Basadi Bali. If their first children died, every one of them, first children died. And then all of a sudden, your first children, wow. They, they don't belong to that family. They have cross-pollinated. What altars do is that they allow bridges to be formed between lives. That's why, that's why a, 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 an altar for your family can be built in Bututuana. Right? And whoever is Bututuana can talk to you who's in Pretoria and cause a mess of your life. Amen. Why? Because once an altar is built, a connection is made. And that's why when they build altars, if if anything work, whether he he dress or he right, he let Right? The first thing they do, back you know, chicken, and then If you don't have an altar, there is a barrier. That's why altars. Altars traverse anointings. And he says, you shall make an altar for me. And there you shall offer what? That's what God is saying to Moses. Yo, 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 yo. In every place where I record my, that's the secret. In every place where I record my name. In other words, in every place where God's name is recorded, he says that place is an altar. Where you can come, oh Lord, help us. Where you can come and bring what is yours and lay it on the altar. And listen to what God says. He says, I will come to you and I will bless you. 
My question is, why have you seen less of God in your life? Why have you experienced less of his blessings in your life? Because God has provided an altar for you. But what is yours? I kolumisiwi. I kolumisiwi because yo kolumiswa the time I go walk up figure God says I will come. Yes, na 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 wata Whatever demon is responsible will come draw near. And it's like a dog, they can scent. You know a dog? You give a dog something, they can go and smell. That's why that demon comes. It comes, it catches your scent. And then it comes after you. And at that level, it's altar against altar. The altar, will, the altar that will prevail is the altar that possesses greater sacrifices. Some of you had children. Their lives were never dedicated. Marriages. Lord, marriages never dedicated. Jobs, jobs never dedicated. Abraham being young, they are wiser than you. Home, Zalwan, Mamele today, ne? Ning Mamele, ne? Ning Mamele, ne? Ne? Nkulmanan, Ning Mamele. Abraham being young, they are wiser than you. Abraham. Why? Because in Mimoya, Egnigizinto, Yabongwa. Nyangizu. Eh? In Mimoya, Egnigizinto, Yabongwa. Because Lam Sabin. Kulauli mimoya. Lime sabin. Kulauli. Maumi lenje uzme lenje. Umana moya. Uminawe. So mafunu moni mpumelelo. You see, I'm talking like this. I'm talking under the anointing. It's on me. Because I don't talk like this. Mafun impumelelo lime sabin. Kune mimo ya meluaza nenayo.
Engune mimo egmele uzi sondeze. Uyo. Nkuma nao mzaloan. Ngoba, awara izuisi isi. Le sistimle. Awara izuisi. Le sistim awara izuisi. Usakama, usakama nguti. Ah, yonki into, yonki into right, you know, we know cheso. Yena lo cheso nai. Uyo opalelent, uyo chele. Umushelen. Eni iyo lento. Bonke labanta ba abakonza imimoya. Bonke labanta abakonza majlozi. Bonke labanta abakonza lezi tikonyana. Baitope lapo. Baitope la. En baya yi sevenji sa war. Baya yi. Baya yi sevenji sa. Aya ngani ni. Bapila ngayo. Hindo bapila ngayo. Utikola abege, abege ika malake kona. Kunani? Ogu wako. Ogu isabelo. Kunani? Ogu wako nga kulumela. Nengate zimbi. Yee, nenga kulumela. Yee, nengati, lezi nito maze zvela, na le moya lo, ogumela, iti ayi, ukrinala. Ukrinala. Loyen, ambambi, amtinti. Yee, nenga kulumela. Yena lo mfundi isu tunga kulume. Ulalo hulo moya lo. She says, there I will come to you and I will bless you. And if you make me an altar, you shall not build it of hewn stone if you, that's what I was saying to you, right? Now, listen to this. Listen to this. In in um in Dito in um in Dito uh yeah in Deuteronomy chapter twelve verse thirteen in Deuteronomy chapter twelve verse thirteen Angir Lawana Lenyala Lalona Lalit Havelakwa Yeah Alalit Havela Badi Mu Angir So sonde lele tabela kokai Sonde lele tabela kokai ke alal tabela go ba di mu Into listen enye nenye into that's of value in your life esabele Nyangizis nyangizwa ngisho enye nenye into empilweni yakho i isabele For you to avoid any other complications that's beyond human activity, Isabel. Yangizu? 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 If you're a man, you're a man. You're a man. 
Let's read Deuteronomy and then I want to bless these two young lovables. <laughs> Verse 13. Take heed to yourselves that you do not offer your burnt offerings in every place that you see. Take to your that you do not offer your offerings in every place that you see, but in the place which the Lord chooses, in one of your tribes, there you shall offer your burnt offerings, and there you shall do all that I command you. Don't go spray around your offerings. It says, not in every but in the place which the Lord your God does what? If you have anything in your life that's valuable to you, protect it. Hey, listen to me. Because everything that is valuable in life is a target. Everything in your life that is of value is a target. And it better find you protected. You know, sometimes, like now, right? People come to church, they get married. Right? And you will think that whatever they get in the church is enough to sustain their whole lives. Two months, three months down the line, the marriage starts to build cracks. 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 Five months down the line, the cracks are no longer cracks now, but they are openings. A year later, the marriage has ended. And when you investigate, truly really investigate, beyond the surface, why that marriage was destroyed, it was not protected. It was not It is unnatural for you to birth a child with complications. It is a natural thing. The natural thing is to give birth and you have a child. But now if there are complications, you can't give birth, things like even when you give birth to a child, this, this, something is going on there. And more, more likely than not, that individual is not protected. What do they need to do eight days after a child was born? What? And then what? What, what, what happened first? Thank you. It was what? They, they needed to take the child eight days after they were born and dedicate them to? With what? With prayers? Uh, with what? With what? You want to protect what is yours. You want to protect what is yours. You want to protect it. Let there be what is yours on the altars of God.
That's the, that's, that's the only way. That is the only way. Before we got married with my wife, it took about two, three years for us to get married. About two, three years. Right? Complications. Uh, for, what, for what? I don't know. I mean, it's marriage. You know, it's just two people coming together trying to build a Complications. Of the worst kinds. That one, prayer can't solve. Because, because it, it, it's another frequency that's talking. It, it, prayer can't address that. <laughs> While those things were happening, you know what I did? I accumulated. I accumulated sacrifice. I accumulated sacrifice. I accumulated sacrifice. Because you can't talk. <laughs> talk is cheap. Can say in the name of Jesus, I'm going to get married all you like. You can say that all you like, boy. This is life. <laughs> and Accumulated. And then I said, La, enough is enough. I went and offered my sacrifices. And then after that, I said, now, now I do things my way. I said, this is what we're gonna do, we're gonna do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And everything I said I was gonna do, I did it. Because it wasn't words anymore. There was power that was, that was back of it. Things need not delay. Things need not delay. They shouldn't. When things delay in your life, there's an issue. Are you listening to me? Yeah, are you listening to me? When things delay in your life, there's an issue. Listen to me. Listen, it's your choice. It's your choice. Whether you want to listen to me or not, that's your problem. But I'm, I'm, just, I'm just giving you inside information. When things delay, huh, it's your choice. Because you talk too much. You read, read um, Genesis. Genesis. Are you listening to me? Read Genesis chapter, <laughs> chapter 9. Genesis chapter 9. Are we there? Verse number, no, eight, eight, sorry, eight. eight. Chapter eight, verse 20. 
Let's read it there. Question, the question I have there, what Bible, who told Noah to build an altar there? Sila. Yeah? And Noah? Yeah? Yeah? Mm. So what 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 ended the curse? No, the and the what ended it? This whole thing is an altar. It's only one part of the end of the curse. The Lord ended the curse that day. He says, I will never again curse. So altars are powerful. As so altars are powerful. Marry each other on the altar of God. Let your marriage be recorded there. Because this is life. There are many troubles. Many troubles that you will face. Many. Those you never even thought would happen to you. Those that your parents cannot prepare you for. <coughs> but you're going to have to face them. The strength that will come. Can only be divine. Because human strength can't carry this. Human strength can't carry this. If you make the Lord your friend, the Lord, the Lord, your friend, then this will stand the test of time. Because trust me, time will test you, will try you, But if you are protected, she says, a wise man is he who hears my sayings and does them. She says, he shall be likened to a house that builds his house on the rock. She says, the rain cometh, the wind blows, the storms arise and beat against that house. But when all has come, all has tried, all has done its work because the storms of life have a work. The trials of life have a work. And when they have accomplished their work, you should be found standing if you are wise. You should be found standing if you are wise. 
You cannot be successful in this with human wisdom. You can't. The only wisdom that is going to guarantee longevity, prosperity, happiness, joy and peace is this. Because this thing that you are now enjoined in is a function of its creator. You did not create marriage. I did not create marriage. God did. And as long as you follow his rules, as long as you follow his principles, then every blessing that accords with his institution will befall you. There's no blessing that is upon the institution of marriage that you will not have. But if you dare ignore this and think yourselves wise because you see someone running this system this way and you want to emulate it here. I promise you, I promise you, you will fail. You will fail. Because no man has ever been wise for God and not brought to his knees. But if you ever need sound counsel on how to navigate this, this thing, it's not my wisdom. It's not the wisdom of your father, your relatives. Is the counsel that comes from the supreme wisdom. The word of God. And the word of God says, the husband is the head. The husband is the head of the wife. In other words, when you get into marriage, this thing ceases to be. It is this thing that controls this whole body. When you understand that, you'll be the happiest woman on earth. When you understand that the navigations of your life are not dictated to by you, but your husband, when you understand that he is king, he is lord of your marriage, he is Lord of your union, there'll be great peace. And when you understand that she's your body, that this thing is here, then you will find synergy in life. Your body, you don't let your physical body stink, do you? You bath it, you dress it, you keep it, you nurture it, you feed it well because you love your body. And whatever you, you have done 
that is good and noble to your body, you must do to her because she is your body. Means you must feed her. You must dress her. See that? You must secure her. You must shelter her. You must nurture her. You must preserve her. You must guide her. You must direct her. You must take charge. That's what the Bible tells us. says, man, control your bodies. In Ephesians, I mean in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Take care of your body. Because if you don't, God will destroy you. That is marriage. There's one voice that is supreme in marriage. It's not a voice of your pastor. It's not a voice of your relatives, mother, father, brother, sister, friends. It's the voice of your husband. That's the only voice that matters. If, if you wanna be successful, a successful wife, <coughs> learn that now. Is your husband says, my 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 husband says. Even if they can come tell you a thousand times that when now you you talk about your husband too much, husband too much, when will you be your own person? Tell them, honey, I lost that person a long time ago when I got married. Because in reality, you have. In reality, you have. Once you say, I do. Once you say, I do, you have, you have lost your voice. Your husband says, your husband says you're going to the north, you're going to the north. There's no no. There's no no. Once you say no, he's not married. You're not a wife. You, you are something else. You are beginning now to introduce another system in the marriage. If your husband says he likes things this way, he likes things this way. He's your husband. Hey, listen to me. He's your, it means he's your world. He's your world. You stop having any other world outside this. She says, I will make him a helpmeet comparable to her. If you are not compatible to him now, you better start learning. Hey, listen to me. You better start learning how to be compatible to him. You better start now on how to manage your family, how to rule, how to rule. A man must rule his family. A man must negotiate his family through the bands of life, through the storms of life. Because storms come, they will come. But you must be able as a man to stand. Every blow you must be able to take. Don't pass on blows you cannot take yourself. 
If there's anybody that must feel the heat, it's you first. You must know how hot it is before you introduce any measure of heat to your wife. Only the wisdom of God. Listen to me and listen to me. You, have, you are young. You are young. There are many temptations, many templates you will get from your friends, your colleagues about how marriage should be run. The only best way there is for marriage to be run is as it was designed by God. There's, there's no other way. There's no other way. Any other way will lead to pain, will lead to destruction. Your duty is to make sure that Christ is your Lord, is your head, that he governs you in every way for the benefit of your family. You'll always have us. You'll always have your father, you'll always have your aunt, always have your brothers, always have your aunt and your sisters. But at the end of the day, they're not gonna leave your marriage. They're not gonna experience your marriage. The only two people that are gonna experience the marriage is you two. Is you. That means only you two are responsible for what is built from this. Feeling, feeling, listen to me. Feeling will not get you far. It's principle that will. It's principle that will. It's principle that will keep you Bonded. Principal. If you prioritize feeling, I feel, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like, trust me, it all work out well. Feelings have destroyed a many marriage. Principal. Know your role as a husband and play it well. Know and understand your role as a wife and play it well. Play it well. Let, let no one bid you at wifing. Let no one bid you at husbandry. And that means constant communication and fellowship with the Spirit of God. <laughs> Many people, when they come to churches or to be blessed, the pastor will tell them about the three rules, the seven keys, the 18 keys. <laughs> there are five languages, the six languages. All those will make no difference in principle if the foundation is not right. Because as long as the foundation is strong, you, you have room to experiment. 
You understand it? But if the foundation is messed up, how do you experiment? Now you build a double story with a weak foundation. You're confined. So build the right foundations for yourself. And let the word of the Lord dominate you. Dominate you. Listen to me. And humble yourselves. Humble. Because there's going to be good days. And there's going to be not so good days. Humble. You have no one else, Nomsa. Except Mike. You have no one else, Mike. Except your wife. Realize it, embrace it, and God will help you build a wonderful family that both your families can be proud of. Marriage is a blessing. No matter what you go through in life, realize it. Marriage is a blessing. And here you are afforded the opportunity to extend by creating a new family for yourself. Do it to the glory of God. You've heard me tell you time and time again, the only way to be a good husband is to be a good disciple of Jesus. The only way to be a good wife is to be a good disciple of Jesus. The better you are, as a lover of Jesus, the better you'll be as a husband and a wife. There's no manual. If there were manuals, every other human being now, we, they'd be, we, we'd have a marriage library. There's none, right? All God gives us is principle. He says, take, this is principle, this is the order, this is the structure, follow it. And you are free to do anything within this structure. You are free to do anything within this. But understand, never go beyond the limits, the confinements of the pillars that make marriage. Every day, every day, every day, or not even every day, but as, whenever you think about it, about your responsibilities. Go, go through the scriptures. That's what I do every, most of the time in my life, I go through the scriptures. I go, because they help, they help direct my mind, how I should think, how I should view my marriage, how I should view my life. Because we, we don't know how to think sometimes. Do you know that? We don't know how to think sometimes. And sometimes what we think is right is a whole pile of mess, is a whole pile of junk. So what do we do? We take on the thoughts of the Lord and He helps us think. He helps us see. This thing, never put it down. Are you listening to me? This thing, this thing, no, this thing, never put it down. 
Never forget it in your mind. Never forget it in your heart. Because there are situations and trials that all try. You know that the first thing they they want you to do is what? Forget this. Put this aside. Forget it. And go on a maze of confusion. Go on a maze. Go on a maze of, of allowing yourself loose. But let this be your constraint. Every time you, you, you see yourself going out of hand, you go back. Lord, what did you say? Lord, what did you say? Okay. Okay, thank you, Lord. And you correct your ways. That's the only way you stay humble. That's the only way you stay humble. When answers cannot be provided for by those around you. It's not religion, this is life. It's the life code, this. It's not religion. It's the life code. And through the valleys of life, through the mountains of life, this is what will keep you. Marriage is a blessing. It's a blessing. It's one of the, the most greatest blessings you can ever have. Protected with your life. Hallelujah. So we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, you can put away your, your Bibles and stuff. And then I'm gonna tell you what we're gonna do now. Right? So, you know our process, right? We're gonna do our vows. And then after our vows, we're gonna pray for you. And then after we pray for you, you're gonna seal this thing before us all. Right? You're gonna seal this thing before us all, before your father, your aunties, your sisters. You're gonna show us that now you are licensed to enter into the dimensions of intimacy. You must show us a little bit of knowing your wife. Amen? Praise the Lord. Did you forget the rings? You didn't forget the rings? You got the rings? Uh, Where are the rings? You can bring them, please. Bring the rings. All right? So we're gonna we're gonna do that, and then we're gonna bless you. We're gonna pray for you. Oh, what are that? Your vows? Oh, it's good to write. Eh? At least you take advice. <laughs> Praise the Lord, Chris. You gotta fix this. Uh, put this thing in in the middle. Um, you can sit there for me, baby. You're gonna put this here. You're gonna put this in the middle because I want everybody to hear them. All right. So, uh, you and you can stand up, please. So, I've spoken to you, right? So, I don't need to speak much now, except officiate. <laughs> so, so you, you're going to come face each other this way, right? You're going to face each other this way. Come, Mike, you can stand this side. Nomsa, you can stand the 
opposite direction. Chris, fix your things, get your things in order. So this is this is this is consecrating your marriage before the Lord, right? You did it uh, with your families. You did it with your home affairs, and now you're doing it with your Lord, right? A three-strand cord is hard to break, right? So we're gonna do that, right? And then you you. I'm just gonna do the officiating. You're gonna do your your vows uh, together, right? From your heart, okay? Kelly, you have laughed, but for others, now is is your time. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And then we're gonna pray for them. Uh, what's what's going on, Chris? Yeah, Christians. Show me. You next. Show no me. Yeah, Mike, what do you feel, boy? Hello, Mitchie. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, I will read you from Genesis chapter 3. Now the serpent. <laughs> Yeah, the serpent, the serpent. Let's leave the serpent out for a moment, all right? Mm, praise the Lord. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. So man needs an anointing. It is not good that man should be alone. So I will make him a helper comparable to him. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field. With beasts. So every, every other girl you've had before here <laughs> is a beast. Every other guy you've had before now was a beast. Now you know, it's confirmed because this is what you ended up with now. That goes for you too, right? You're still mixing around with beasts, just... A confirmed helper is one that stands here. That means if they have not stood here, they're still beast level, right? You are still, you are still scanning. Thank you. So, so stop saying you are with the man of your dreams, the girl of your dreams. You are with the beast. <laughs> it, they are translated into helper once this happens. Out of the Lord your God. So the Lord your God is bringing those beasts. 
He's testing you. Oh my God. I feel a preach on, Mike. Out of, the law, out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every bird of the air. Can you see those birds? One moment he's here, the next moment ufufi. You are with birds. That's to the unmarried, right? You know, when, 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 we, when we officiate uh, marriages like this, we also need to talk to the unmarried. More so them, right? And this is for them, right? The birds of the air. <laughs> the beasts of the field. <laughs> Slow to act, the tortoise. Sing su to me, humile. Oh, yes, no. Tola tonkieu. You are valuable. You are valuable. I mean, if Tonki, if Tonki is an Agayona, and how value we must. Yeah, how would put his or Gemasale, Lotankemel? Oshabera call or Kalaguye meet him. Bye bye. What a monarabi shoe. Goko San Mona Nijani. Ukona Yas is Oshas is Okalumakot. Because we give this is a law and I get beasts. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Some are city, a city donkey, giddy, giddy, a map of ways. Every two weeks, Umuntu, Ufu, Fugi, that's business. Oh, my God. Ho- hopefully, the beast is not here. The bird is not here. Hopefully, the beast. The bird is not here. Right? And out of every field, I mean every bird of there, and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. So he wanted to see whether he would call that beast wife. No. Right? He, he said it's not good for men to be alone, so I'll make him a helper. So he tested him to see what he would call this beast. Right? And out of all these, there was still no helper found comparable to him. So there was no compatibility. When will you realize that you have no compatibility with that beast? When, when will you realize? Talk to me now. All the single ladies, single... When will you realize that eagle is, is not compatible? You are a human being. You are not an eagle. You <laughs> Kolobe likes steady places. You're not compatible to him. If 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 Yeah? Or yes? Or was? Yes or was? Aksu we are one. Hey, wake up! Aksu we are one. Squarely, I'm saying. And I'm a fan of Natima Khan. I'm a Sikhili. 
Astan oh. Was it Pitori Pella? Bacon enough, 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 Bacon. Praise the Lord. Hey, singo, relax now. Oh, Relax. Amen. So, when the Lord God couldn't find a, a helper comparable to him, the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. too much. That's why I'm confused. Lala! 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 too much. You are alive. PG 13. La la. Yanizo. Yezani? How? La la. Yabona mtolo wako. You are alive. And Otherwise, Praise the Lord. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam and he slept. When God puts you to sleep, sleep. Do what? Pelasi <laughs> What I'm all about, he lady still little geniana. I'm a lady quite quiet. So, so I do marry some San Bonan, San Bonan, San Bonan, Yakubu, San Bonan. 
ndate ashumo sanbona so angirlena ogoba ruti so wadu merisi kare hata chamola walats how reme mola kamagala mlala wa motho jiki olatella misi simo Ao rebali sevisi humonati eh rarera mola no ratola ria hai Sora drive Sora tama sorry trir tama rali trir na limishimani ano refeto bia msadi ndekso ndekso monyal feto bia msadi msadi ko 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 hab ria hai Sorenzi mola my car doctor Are you doctor? Kiri what bro? Are you Manola? Kiri wanna move in. Are you Manola doc? Hi refresh a conference. How refresh a conference is how Monday watengi, Sunday watengi. How Michael Copela me a motla kanzeze di number. So na Sunday o tante kita mai wabo, tante kie ndegi a deben, so tante drive. So how Mikey, what he create di number te umarutsui luna unaleva lunyana. Wakopol, yeah. Sar mar dokire, kire text apa apa. Ah, kaya sama ya, kaya deben one drop apa mula go airport umpan ini. How? Macam kita buat ni, na senja buat cukup high. Ada senja ni cakap ansi cedih. Kira kau pelasoh. Arya dok, we are done. So it is the le sagane di playing. Say right. Go gating a Greek. It is. It is. Wawana matabia. Wawana matabia. Yeah. Wawana matabia. Okay. Kero wawana matabia. Yeah. Wawana matabia. How fugi lenge? You on a chase? You on a run? No, relax. Love you, Italia. So I can't go back again. And today we finalize everything. Beautiful, ne? It's beautiful. Amen. Shulavaloi. So yeah, let's. Let's get to it. I'll be nervous. She's laughing. She's a melancholy figure, man. So, yeah, let me finish reading. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman. And he brought her to the man. 
And Adam said, this, I can't say it. There's my bone. So you gotta say, this is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. You understand that? Woo! You get that? Yeah. Mesmeration. That's how you've got to, woo! Man. So a woman comes with, woo! Man. As long as I'm not at, woo! Viva yas, I think. Yeah? Mama, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to Man, yeah. Can I take you home? Can I cap you? <laughs> yeah. Again, then now when I saw my wife, I was like, "Woo!" She was still in school back then. I was like, "Woo!" Man. And you know when you find your woo man, you don't waste time. You don't waste time. You don't. You don't like. How are you? I like to be your friend. No, I like to be your lover. <laughs> yeah, we don't waste time on woo, man. I'm good. Listen. What? I like to be your lover. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? What, what happened? Did Adam take three days? No, it was like woo. Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Just thirteen it. Thirteen it. Now we can deal with Mike today. Yeah? Amen. Praise the Lord. Now I'm going to say, Woo! Once, who's a woo, man? I'm going to say, 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 I'm not much, Jimara. You're going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going Yeah? Five years, and chonchana chana kiss once in a while. It's not right what we did, ne? Eh, It's not right, ne? We shouldn't do that again. Ha, majatoni avuyela foot. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. You know, you know what I'm, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm grateful for is that I have a zero sleep percent in my matrimonial services. You know when you go to other churches, I've once been to a wedding where the bride and the groom, they slept during the whole thing. Yeah, it gets that boring. Amen. Come closer, Noms. He's a bird. Is that the bird in you? Is that the bird in you? No, 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 no. Spoon woo, man. I give you the mic. Woo. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for the blessing of marriage. We thank you that we are here to witness this day the sealing of the union of these, your children. We commit this ceremony to you. 
And we ask that your blessing in your hand be strong upon it this afternoon. And in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Praise the Lord. Come, come closer, come closer. Chris, you need volume here. Come closer. So, say Suna, Suna Nomsa. Sing Mike. Sing Mike Nomsa. I was Trabuzi Mike. Ukabuzu Mike. Praise the Lord. So we 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 we're gonna we're gonna take our vows now, right? And then after we take our vows, we're gonna uh, bless the rings, okay? And then you're gonna do your vows, and then we're gonna put on the rings, and then we're gonna pray for you, right? We're gonna pray for you, we're gonna declare blessings over you, okay? And then you're gonna declare blessings over your marriage, over your husband, and so forth. And then we're gonna wrap it up. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, uh, give me a Bible. Give me a Bible, please, Chris. Confess, Mike. Mike. This day. This day. Before all these witnesses. Before all these witnesses. And our Lord. And our Lord. I. I. The word. The word. And I vow. And I vow. To love. To, to love. Submit. Submit. And respect. And respect. To fulfill. To fulfill. All the duties. All the duties. Of a wife. Hey! Wow, 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 boy! 
Jesus! Oh, yeah, Baba boy. Lord God Almighty. Can you just stretch for the, your hands, please? You can do that with one hand. Because <laughs> I see you with cameras there. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we thank you that these rings are a symbol of the covenant to which they enjoin themselves this afternoon before you and before all these witnesses. We lay our hands on it for what it represents. And we pronounce the blessings of God which accords with the unity and the institution of marriage. We ask that these symbols of their union, of their commitment and enjoyment to each other, may remain in their hearts and in their lives until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We say that what God has put together that no man put asunder. You are joining them this day. Let no man, even them, O oh God, separate them from this union. But, O oh God, may you build it to be an edifice, to be a testimony among many. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Father, 
Father, we thank you. We thank you for the blood, for the blood of Jesus, of Jesus that, cleanses that cleanses not only our sins, only our sins but our lives, but our, lives our, destinies, our destinies, our bodies, our bodies and our marriage. And our marriage. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Ask for them. Ask. Yeah. So next time <laughs> with the bond. It's a contract. This is a contract. And we are all witnesses. And get if they violate the terms of these contracts that they are setting now, huh? <laughs> cake. Before that, let's 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 just let's just sing. Let's just worship the Lord. Yes,
this marriage Let this marriage glorify you Let this marriage glorify you
thank you for your effort and thank you for your consideration. Yeah, she's not done, it's a long one. This one. <laughs> With this ring, I promise to honor you. I promise to respect you. I promise to admire your virtues. I promise to be loyal, to submit to you, to support you in all your endeavors, to encourage you when you need it and comfort you to be the honest, faithful, loving wife, to always defend the great man you are and pray for your potentials. I promise not only to listen to you, but to hear you, to be your biggest cheerleader, to stand by your side through it all, to laugh with you on the best days and be there on low days. I promise patience, honestly, honesty, and adoring love. I promise to cherish you, devote my love to you, and always be true. I promise to make my life forever yours and build my dreams around you. I promise to be the woman that I see now in your eyes, today, tomorrow, and always. To love you, to cherish you as my husband from today, and dedicate myself to your happiness, to your success, and to your smile till Jesus comes back. Jeez, I don't know, Mike, how you gonna top this, bro? <laughs> I think I just made the biggest mistake here. I, I don't know, man. Oh, girl. Good luck. Good luck. Oh, oh you also wrote. Oh, you went analog. No. As now heaven recognizes our union, I want to tell you something special and unique. Babe, I officially leave my father and mother to be joined to you. Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. You know that we come a long way together. I don't think we even had a finest clue that a day like this will come. Through happy and hard times we have been through, it's only by the Lord's grace, favor that this valuable, special moment is taking place. We both share amazing experiences and memories together. I know that can begin to bring tears. <laughs> you as my significant other half, I want to say to you that I promise to love and cherish you every moment that exists under the sun. From this day, you and I will one will be one in heart, body, and mind. Repeat that. From this day, you and I will be one in heart, in body, and mind. You are my favorite person. My every moment thriller. You are the person I want to spend 
time for, forever with. Having spent my whole life looking for my other half, I knew it was you as a spark deep within me switched. <laughs> I knew, I knew it was you as a spark deep within me switched moment we have met. I kind of like had a sense that our souls are made for each other. And with, with this ring, I vow to cherish you, devote my life to you, and always be true. Without you, my life has no meaning. I vow to always remember to treasure you. I vow patience, honesty, adoring love, as long as we experience the breath of God under the sun. Our love withstands our flaws, our imperfections, and our shortcomings because our love has agape, as an element of agape, the Almighty Father's love as its cornerstone. Nothing will divide us because I know that with your love, I will always have strength because love conquers all and never fails. As marriage bridges two shores, binding us together as one unbroken path on which I vow never to deviate never to falter, and always be by your side. I, I, I step into uh, my creator's dimension that says, let us build a home, a life, and family from, let me start. Let us build a home, a life, and family from true love and our vows, <clears throat> excuse me, to stick together through all life challenges. And with this ring, it's a symbol that seal up these words. I am yours. You, you can have it all. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Oh, beautiful. Holy. In holy 
matrimony. matrimony. You may put. Faith. Faith. Hope. Hope. Love. Love. And the greatest of these. And the greatest of these is love. Is love. console and comfort and bless these that are beginning their journey today. So I want you to stretch forth your hand, all right, and then we're going to pray for them. Everyone else, you can also stretch forth your hand and receive. You are receiving. <laughs> receiving the grace for marriage. So when you stress it, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm receiving my grace. Stretch forth your hands, everybody. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we present these your children before you right now to release the blessings of God in marriage. You said, He that findeth a good wife obtains favor from the Lord. So right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, we release that favor which Mike, your son, has obtained this afternoon. That, oh God, the blessings of God may continue and begin to flow into this holy matrimony. And as a prophet of God, as their shepherd, in the name of Jesus, I stretch forth my rod upon them. I stretch forth the scepter of my righteousness upon them. And I pronounce the blessings of God upon this marriage. I declare that this marriage is recognized by the heavens and angels of God. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pronounce the grace for marriage. Father, let the womb be opened. 
and let the womb be blessed in the ganos kadvana sabaremendo shakabrando segidigibaha with seeds of greatness and blessings sale baron and great destiny in the name of jesus father the devil tried to steal the devil tried to kill the devil tried to destroy but god when the thief is found out he must return seven times and father we declare the sevenfold blessing of the lord upon these beloveds and whatever was stolen every moment of god that was cheated in their lives whatever time my god that was delayed in the name of jesus through this merit father we declare restoration a restoration of time lost a restoration of opportunities and moments lost a yes a restoration my god of blessings a restoration my lord for what they lost god father in the name of jesus christ of nazareth render to them my god the same blessing that you rendered to job the same blessing that you rendered to abraham to isaac and to jacob in the name of jesus christ of nazareth i bless you in your marriage i bless you in your destiny together i bless you in the thing which the lord desires to do in this marriage i bless you with the purposes of god i bless you with the womb that best fruit i bless you with abundance and prosperity i bless you with peace i bless you with strength i bless you with vigor i bless you with the vibrance of the spirit with the dew of mount hermon i bless you in abundance with many days of joy greater joy greater peace greater love i bless you with prosperity let your bonds not be lacking let your bonds not be lacking let your store houses not be lacking in the name of Jesus may the windows of heaven be always open above you may the windows of heaven be open open in your family may the doors the lord open for you let no man shut in the name of jesus christ of nazareth may this blessing that binds you together cause their fruitfulness cause their multiplication and dominion in the name of jesus christ of right now i give you what god has given me i give you the reward of the prophet and may the reward of the prophet follow you in your marriage may the reward of the prophet follow you in your destiny may god remember you may god remember you may god remember you from his sanctuary i give you grace to prosper I give you the grace that God has mandated me to give unto his people the grace to prosper to be wealthy and the wisdom that is consistent with it I bless your minds I bless your hands I bless you I bless you I bless your wounds in the spirit in the body I bless you faremenda I release the grace for Proverbs 31 woman. I release the grace, my God, for the men of God. Shaliba dusa parigadana. Skana malono korobondo shale bradibagasai. And no man shall be able to stand before you. All the days of your life. We anoint this marriage. We anoint this marriage. We anoint this marriage with everlasting anointing. 
We anoint this marriage. Just lay your hands on those of his love. We anoint this marriage. We anoint this marriage. We anoint this marriage. And I speak to the altars that have spoken against this union, that have spoken against this marriage, that has connived and planned against its prosperity. You have failed. Your plans have failed. And that which is of the Lord prevails. The blood of Jesus Christ speaks against you. Because the blood speaks for this marriage. Where they say you have failed, you will succeed. Where they said you will fall, you will stand. In the name of Jesus. I bless you. I bless you. I bless you with the blessing of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Salabanda. On your knees, on your knees, on your knees. On your knees. Stand up, man. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you so much. You can sit down. Just be patient, okay? Tomorrow it will be you, okay? Thank you, sir. Just face my place. Bless your wife. Prophesy over her. Pray over her. Lay hands on your wife.
the foreign entities out there about women and marriage will not affect you. Yeah. Agilons klegbar atis patatira atlehisa dadakti that your ears will only be open to the counsel of God that the Bible says tends forever. Mashka bradit at elakatos kada alibando kor atiyasabda. Yes, you will be a jewel in our homes. Kapar atiska. You'll be able, yes, to nurture uh, the children that are coming. Come on, sir. Yes, the, 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 the woman that the Bible talks about, the virtuous woman, Kariska, Aligos, Tadashka, Braita, Kaskola, Kayata, all that the servant of God has spoken over you. Yes, Kaliska, you will not only behold, but experience. Alikosa, I bless you with the abilities. Yakota Kila, I induce that which was dormant inside you, spirit, soul, and body. Kaliska, Jalit Areskoto Parikata. When the world has come to a point whereby all women are sovra atika balakati are looking for help, thou shall arise as one with a different spirit, a daughter of Sarah Kiposkataya, Anskoba. The spirit of Jezebel will not reach her or dissuade your path. Yes, the blessing that God proclaimed over Adam. Aya and Eve, Kaparakito, picked up by Abraham. There was endorsed and endured on Jesus, and Jesus gave to his servant the prophet. Yes, that same blessing will continue to work in your life. Yes, as a wife, as a woman, as an inspiration, your, 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 your spirit, your bowels, yes, will, will, will be abundant of the counsels and the energies of God. Yes, to live life to its fullest. Yes, the anointing to prosper. I bless you with Kandigit Askosha, Rebal Koskadiat Askoshkata, Amando de Gidra, Devia de Shaklos Kanabandaka, and all after the winds of blown, Katiskoshka, you will remain standing as a woman of God in the temple of our God. In the name of Jesus, I bless you. Arise, mighty men of Vela, Mande Labakashata Rabasaya. I pray, O oh God, the wisdom of 
Solomon in the name of Jesus Christ I pray anything you put your mind to it shall come to pass in Jesus name I pray that you will not fail in whatever you do I pray in the name of Jesus God's favor in the name of Jesus Christ Sunday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right, but harm shall not come to you. Danger shall not come to you in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, in Jesus' name, multi-million dollar ideas in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, oh God, for the wisdom of Solomon indeed. Whatever you put your hands on, it shall prosper in the name of Jesus. I thank you, oh God, that the angels of wealth shall garrison you in the name of Jesus, that the angels of wisdom shall garrison your mind in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You can stand up. You can stand up. You can stand up. Yeah, you can, no, you can stand here. You can stand. No, don't go. Don't go. Don't go anywhere. Just stand here for a single wife. If you had your sacrifice, I'd release a special blessing. You don't have it, I'll release it when you, you bring it, okay? Uh, but now it's time for us to seal the things of the things. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus said, and the two shall become one. And what God has put let no man put asunder. By the rights of the office in the heavens, I declare this marriage blessed. And this day, husband and wife. Michael Hosey, I present to you Mrs. you've been doing in secret <laughs> illegally you must do legally in public without